Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. You thought we had forgotten to do the chinwag last week. You were correct. We well, we didn't forget. We just didn't get round to doing it because life. But we're back this week for episode thirty-two, the final Woody and Tufty Tuesday's chinwag. Yeah. We are recording this four p.m. on the Tuesday because you know. Life. Our, yeah. <laughs> You would have thought our organisation skills would have gone up through this yeah. year, but there seems to be a progressive worsening of our ability so to record been, this thing. You know, we're in the middle of Holiday Bible Club, so it's been a pretty hectic Yeah, years. that is true, that's yeah. true. So, me, Woody, I'm here, Tufty's here as well. Hello. Yeah, and we're just going to ramble our way through this final chimwag. No guest, just us two. Seems poetic to end it like this. <laughs> and we'll see where the podcast notes take us, so. Yeah. Susanna, why don't we start off with the most logical thing of talking about what we're doing in the future. Um, what are you doing next, Suzanne? I'm going to do another year of MT at church, so I'll be here next September. Wow, you said that in so <laughs> casual of a voice. <laughs> Suzanne is obviously buzzing and excited to back over your next year. Rare energy at present. But no, I'm really looking forward to being in the flat, to being with Jazz and Anna. So getting to do all of the things that I didn't get to do this year, basically, which is quite a lot of things. Just normal things like have Coffee Plus in the building, have Oasis mm. and have Crash and have normal Sundays and get to do like student work and weekend aways and I'm going to help run Real Change as well, which is cool, and do a biblical counselling course instead of the ministry training course, because um, that's something I'm really interested in. So there's things that will be the same, but also things that will be a bit different to kind of tailor it a bit more. So that's really exciting. So I'm looking forward to all those opportunities. Sounds grand. And what are your plans for the for the August, the month? Oh, off? beach. Beach. Honestly, me and my friend are going to go camping for a few days down in Senan, around that area. If anyone knows, like near Lands End, it's a really nice area that I don't go to that much. Um, yeah, honestly, I was going to go away like for a little holiday, like with my parents beforehand but I was like no I just actually just want to be in Cornwall because mm. there's nowhere else you'd rather be when it's like summer it's just the best although there are tons of tourists or emmets as we call them am I talking about this? no I don't think you have oh em- emmets means ant in uh, Cornish so oh. we call all the tourists emmets because they're like ants all over the beach because <laughs> so many of them um <laughs> You're very welcome in Cornwall. Oh, so all the people listening to this podcast who have booked Cornish <laughs> holidays are now going to feel very self-conscious. Yeah, now we know how ungrateful you Cornish people are that no. we, well, we, we bring all we the money need... to your local economy. I know. <laughs> we do need the money, but it is quite a shock when you're used to it being nice and quiet. But there are little yeah. kind of beaches and coast paths you can go to that are a bit more secluded. Okay. What about you? Well, I will sadly not be here next year which I'm still processing um, yeah so during my placement year I worked for a company in Maidenhead and I am returning to that company once I leave Bertha and although in my placement year I, I lived at home commuted to the office during the weeks and then on the weekends came back to Bath and, and lived in Bath on the weekends I won't be doing that this time round I'm actually going to be living in Reading in theory I found a house I just need to sign the contract on it and yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it I'm not looking forward to leaving but as I've said to quite a few people now, if you're looking forward to leaving a location, then clearly you're not enjoying it. Mm. So I'd rather be not looking forward to leaving. Mm. And then that means I'm enjoying what's going on now. But uh, it's going to be sad to leave everyone. Uh, but I'm also looking forward to starting something new. And it should be fun to actually 
not have a week or on the weekends you're always thinking about okay how do i drive home when do i drive home am i going to get stuck in traffic it'll be nice to actually have a relaxing weekend during the working week so i'm looking forward to that feeling as well yeah and then you'd come back for the romania trips right so yep. you'd be around sometimes so you know when i'm gone and you're just like wow i'm just craving adam wood right now that that may not make it into the podcast that expression <laughs> <laughs> but like, i'm really missing adam wood well the romania trip i intend to on that trip yeah. I intend to be there so there's there's your incentive to go. obviously I mean serving <laughs> God and seeing all the work of God out there is probably the main attraction of that trip but you know I'll be hopefully a nice second backup option for why you might want to go on that trip um so in this logical progression we're going to look back now yes so what about highlights from the year I know you've had a lot of things that haven't been able to happen so it's been a bit like yeah a bit of a shame in parts but have there been things that have been highlights for you I think being able to actually see people on the rare occasions when that happens. So when we did the um, the Easter egg hunt, oh, yeah. just Love before that. we both went away for Easter break, yeah, that, yeah. that that was really lovely. Yeah. And just seeing all the kids and their excitement was great. And uh, I guess even just doing the Holiday Bible Club now, it's, it's lovely just mm. to see everyone having fun. Um, I think the highlights have been definitely the, the, the people. So having our trio with Clover, our trio of Ross, and eating together—that that, that's been great. And uh, seeing various church families and having dinner with them and being able to interact with them has been great as well. So yeah, the people have been the highlight. Even though sadly there's been so much limitations in in the people we've been able to see. Mm. Um, I'd also say maybe as much as I struggled on the MTC course to focus, the workshops were very useful. And as much as the workshop times has drove me to insanity, uh, they were a useful experience to go through and much has been learned from them. So that's probably another mm. highlight I could talk about right there. Yeah. So, so Anna is someone new to the church. I really enjoyed early church. Early church, okay. Oh, you seem really surprised. It's more just it always seemed a bit stressful. No, I mean, it was as I got more involved. I think initially, because I was just kind of watching, it yes. just like brought me so much joy to see the little kids because I hadn't seen a lot of them before. Mm, mm. And so just like, it would just, if I didn't, I'd feel quite tired getting up early to have to go down. But then I'd get there and I'd be like, ah, oh, so worth it. They're so cute. Um, and I think also doing the talks has been really helpful. Like, I hate public speaking. Um, and I remember starting and being like, oh, I can't imagine doing a talk sort of on Zoom, let alone having to do it in person in front of people, that's like my worst nightmare. And then, you know, the stress of having a, to do an exposition on a passage and sort of doing it for critique. Um, mm. And then, but also giving it to young people when you're like, well, it's one thing to get critiqued, but you're like, oh, it's okay because it's not like I'm actually delivering it to a group of young people, but then doing it for young people, you're like, oh, I don't want to sort of put obstacles in their understanding or say something completely wrong and um, explain it in a really unhelpful way and confuse them and all the stuff. So that's been really cool to learn how to give talks to different um, target groups. And mm. like, actually just the process of doing talks is really cool. Just getting that extra time to like read into, you know, what different words mean and the context and understanding it and, that's been a real a real blessing and I've had really great passages to do. Um, I've also really enjoyed the seminars with Clover, like we've looked at some really good books. Um, I think, I'm trying to think which one my favourite would be, probably Instruments, honestly. I know we haven't finished it yet. Maybe I'm not forgetting, I'm kind of forgetting Gospel Fluency because it was the first one book we did. But I think as, as someone that's really interested in counselling, I have found this Instruments really helpful. But I think there were aspects of the Book of Prayer as well. 
Not the Book of Prayer. Well, it was the Book of Prayer. Not called yeah, the Book Clovis of Prayer. Yeah, Clovis took us through the Church of England's Book of Prayer. You know. That's um, what he, we're secretly Anglicans in that seminar, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, doing the Book of Prayer. What was it called? It's so impactful we can... What was it called? You can pray like you Tim can Chester. Pray like yeah, that was all... Like, they all had really good aspects, but um, I think instruments is, is excellent. I would say Influence is definitely the most meaty and yeah. challenging of the books, but I probably enjoyed Gospel Fluence the most. And that's maybe because mm-hmm. I'm doing it in my one-to-one with, yeah, you can with Ben, so I can re- recall of, oh, yeah, Jeff is yeah, great at communicating. What, in, on a paper, is a simple idea. In reality, is a bit more complex. But, uh, yeah, all three books have been good books. Yeah. We can, I think, both wholeheartedly recommend that if you did Gospel Fluency, you can pray in instruments yeah. over the course of your own year. That would greatly benefit you. Yeah. And even doing the grounded lunches when we could was really fun. Mm. Because I hadn't got to know... I just despised grounded on Zoom. I just found it really uncomfortable. Yeah. And it was sad because I really love students and I love like, getting to know them. But just doing it on Zoom felt so painful. Or even like when we had the meetings in person, but they were just we couldn't speak to them. They were just masked and it just felt really horrible. Whereas getting to have lunch together the last few weeks and going to the rains for the barbecue oh, was so yes, nice. I've forgotten these little things. So there are actually... Um, there were some good social occasions throughout the yeah. year. Mm. Yeah, I, was, I think with the student lunch in person, I enjoyed playing Foursquare more than the actual <laughs> eating with the people. Foursquare is really fun. Yeah, I did really enjoy that. So that's the future done. That's the past done. Present. The present, yes. We've had holiday Bible club the last two days. Oh yes, for those of you who have been so oblivious you've not seen all the emails or the notes in the bulletin, it's been the Alien Academy Holiday Bible Club for the children aged 5 to 11. We've had 52, 53-ish kids mm-hmm. in the building. They're in groups of four. They're just doing... They're doing all sorts. You know, there's, there's a puzzle session. There's a physical activity session. There's a craft session. There's a... Science. A science session as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's truly great. Like, shout out to Jeremy and Sarah who have been heading this operation up and, and all the people who are helping you. You guys are great and it's, it's wonderful to see so many people serving together. And the kids are just... They seem to be enjoying themselves a lot. Yeah, really. And like today we did, um, yesterday we did an obstacle course, that was our mm-hmm. activity. Oh, but today we did water games and that yes. was really fun. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, it's just an excuse to have a good old fight and we had like loads of water balloons um, and then like relays and then I don't had a good game of like roulette. Mm. Well, I was like, Russian roulette, what a fun game in principle. How can we do that for the kids? Mm. Uh, you've got leaders around the edge with little pins. Kids close their eyes, you nominate a leader. The kids then have to choose which leader to go stand by. And if they choose the wrong leader, uh, then that leader pops their water balloon over their head. So uh, I think they enjoyed it. Although in the first session, it just started chucking it down with rain. It was like, well, the effect has kind of been lost here because you're already soaking wet on top. Mm-hmm. Having a water balloon in there isn't going to do much. But the second session, oh, we ended it with a giant water fight. And... That the was kids great. like went in on us. They were not holding back. Like I didn't expect. Well, I I did. I think I didn't expect it from certain children. <laughs> <laughs> and there are some kids that are quite shy, and you think, well, yeah, they might, might even like this, maybe. But like, I think they all just kind of saw the leaders as their like enemies, and then they just mm. like went for it. Yeah, I thought I'd built up a good relationship with the kids, and then three <laughs> of them just came over with this bucket, and I was like, oh, well, okay, I can see where this is going. <laughs> but it was yeah, really, really good fun. Mm. Yeah, and tomorrow. It's Bouncy Castle. Bouncy Castle, oh yes. Which is epic. I'm just going to be like waiting the entire day for the kids to go so I can <laughs> go on it. Yeah, yeah that, that's probably going to cause a few more tears, let's be honest. 
there's no way to get around that bag. And my gut instinct is to say, oh, come on, pull yourself together. Then I know that when I was a kid, I was a little crybaby as well. We both um, had weddings on this weekend. There was one at church. I wasn't going as a guest, but I was supervising it for Rachel and Ben. You may have seen it. On, it was on the Whitcomb live stream. It is on YouTube, um, yes. It's got like a thousand plus views. Now. Has it? Yeah, it oh, does. It was a really lovely ceremony. Um, they had like a slideshow of all these pictures of them growing up with their families. It was sad though because their families couldn't be there because they were in Hong Kong. But um, yeah, it was really beautiful and everything went really well. Which I was so grateful about it because I kind of would have been responsible. I mean, not just, you know, if things in the building weren't right or things that got lost, I would have been responsible for that. So thankfully it all went mm, smoothly. Mm. Yeah, and I, I had the delight of going to Jess Graham's wedding up in um, Warboys, and that that was a truly lovely experience. You know, I've, I've known Jess for five years, so it's yeah, it's great to see her and lovely setup. Like, shout out to Jess's mum Bex, who I'm, I'm told it was the brains behind that operation. Yeah. Like, I I fully intend to plagiarise pretty much everything about that. But mostly, actually, just the um, the barbecue. There was brisket, pork, mm. and chicken, and fries, and macaroni and cheese and coleslaw. What more nice. could you want from a wedding right there? <laughs> And, but in all seriousness, it was really lovely occasion. The weather actually held up very well. And we got to sing inside yeah. the church. It was amazing. I thought I'd forget how to sing with other people, but no, that went very smoothly. So, yeah, I, I looking forward to singing back in church here at Woodcombe. I was um, also going to say that on, I think I told you this, on the Friday, did I tell you this on the Friday at the rehearsal, I stood in for Paul and like read, basically married them. Did you? Oh. <laughs> Because I was like, oh, are you going to practice your vows? And they were like, oh, well, Paul's not here. And, I, and they said, oh, but can you do it? So I had to pretend to be Paul. Okay. And then, I, um, that, the idea of, like, rehearsing the vows seems so weird. You have to, like, say jokes at the end of it. Or, or, or JK, just so <laughs> You're not actually you don't married. accidentally marry yourself before. <laughs> Thinking about the past year and reflecting, we thought we'd share some things that we learned as our thought for the day section. So what are some things that you have learned, do you think, from this year? I'm going to plagiarise my Coffee Plus talk and pick up on something I shared there. Uh, learning to think of a, a big picture narrative has probably been one of the key things from from this year. Of What is that that Bible story? And how do we slot ourselves into it? It's, it's so easy to kind of make ourselves the main character in life and make life all about us. But uh, we had a, a, ses- a grounded session, actually, where... Clearly, they gave us a, a six-part summary of the story of the world. And you, you see you've got part one, creation, part two, fall, uh, part three, uh, living and waiting for the Messiah, part four, the Messiah arrives, uh, part five, waiting for the Messiah to return, then part six, the Messiah does return and we usher in the new age and we're with Jesus and it's great. So ultimately, you're just trying to get from part one to part... No, sorry, uh, I guess part one is God's people dwelling with him, part six is again God's people dwelling with him, Part two is how it all went wrong, and then parts three through five are how you get to part six. And yeah, learning just to have that mindset in my mind has, I think, been a very helpful thing to come out of out of this year. And yeah, when you start thinking about okay, history and and life is actually about the redemptive narrative, it automatically takes you away from life is about me and getting what I want. Um, I think often throughout my uni years I fell into the trap of the middle class Christianity where, you know, Jesus is there just to give me an above average life and to make sure things don't go too wrong for me and I really appreciated having that reminder that no, life isn't about me, it's about Jesus. Which is a sort of a Christian cliche but I've hopefully... It's all about Jesus, oh, it's all about <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
Thank you to Susanna oh, for that, that beautiful really, rendition. I learnt that song that's this year from the MTs at St Bart's. Um, yes, shout out to the MTs at St Bart's who did a banging performance yeah, of that song that for their church. Song. I'm very grateful that none of the leadership it would confound out, <laughs> otherwise we may have been roped in to do something similar. Yeah, Susanna, what's something you've learned from this year? Um, I think something that I've learned is um, sometimes it could be I found it hard when I'd prepared a talk and I was really excited about it and then I think particularly on Zoom you just seem to not be able to tell kind of if any of young people or whoever's listening has got anything from it or there might be no response whatsoever (laughs) Um, which I get with Zoom or like or they just yeah maybe don't like say the things you'd expect or they don't seem to have sort of found it helpful and then you can be a bit discouraged um but i think something that i think paul maybe said it in a staff meeting or something that um, a verse i kept going back to was from um isaiah 55 11 which says um so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth it shall not return to me empty but it shall accomplish that which i purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which i sent it Mm. um and so rather than sort of you know, really loving preparing a talk and it bringing you close to Jesus, you being really excited and you delivering it with real love for the people you're giving it to and then them not having any response. That doesn't mean, oh, that was a fail then, like, sort of be discouraged, but actually, like, it will achieve the purpose of which you've sent it and, like, God will have, like, blessed you through preparing it and you've, like, shown love for his word and you've done it to glorify him and, like, that's all that matters. And so we're not in control of the response that we get and I don't think we should um, judge its success or failure by the response because then you can kind of be doing it for people which obviously we're doing it and we want it to be the best it can be for people to understand it but equally like you could do a talk that's not great but it's really funny and then you think oh that's they they responded really well and they laughed loads at what I said Mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily a good way of measuring but I think I just had to kind of you know, prepare it for God and do it for him and then give it over to him and then say, okay, there was no response or it was a great response or whatever and just think, yeah, either way, it's in his hands and he will accomplish the purpose that he has for it and it's not up to me to kind of lose sleep over it or, you know, think about it too much or kind of let the the lie sink in like, oh, there was no response, therefore it sucked because I think, like, the devil can definitely latch onto that and discourage you and make you not want to share anymore. Mm. Um, and you think, oh, I didn't really have an impact on the kids this year. Like, you know, you be just, but you don't know. Like, you don't know what things have stuck and what things haven't. Um, and yeah, you just have to leave it with God. And so I think that's what I've learned to do with, with the talks that I've given. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, that is the last thought for the. I can never remember what the official title, whether it was thought for the week or thought for the day kind of changed it's kind of both isn't it that's the last thought of the podcast 32 yeah. of these bad boys I, know. <laughs> I kind of want to go over do I I was thinking I was saying I want to re-listen to some of them because I've forgotten like half the people we've had on and things we've spoken about and mm. we've had a lot of guests on and it'd be quite fun to sort of if you're I guess like if you're missing your fix of the chinwag you can always go and have a re- <laughs> re-listen to them maybe if you find yourself with some downtime next year which is probably unlikely yeah. you could go back for all the episodes and yeah I mean quite good for like train journeys yeah maybe, listen maybe. To some again just to reminisce you know of what we were doing and what we were thinking about <laughs> 
background. Mm. Maybe we'll look back at these in 30 years' time and be like, oh, wow, we were awkward and cringy. <laughs> Probably. But that is the last thought of the podcast. But we have two more recommendations. We do. And I, I, in all honesty, I didn't think my life was that interesting and I was <laughs> expecting to run out of recommendations after podcast 11. But here we are at 32 with more stuff to, to let people know about. So, Susanna, what is the thing you want to recommend this week? So... A devotional that I've been using for a while is by Amy Carmichael, who was a missionary, I think, in India. Wait, I should probably check that. Should I check that? Anyway, people listening will know because she's very famous, but I've just forgotten exactly. I'll probably get an email from someone being like, she did this, you fool. Um, but, um, yeah, she has a devotional called Edges of His Ways. I think maybe she has other ones too. But it's actually, this one I actually got from the box of books that was sort of dropped at church. Ah, uh, yes. Who was it that dropped? Trevor Dolby. Trevor Shout Dolby. out to Trevor Thank Dolby. Thank you, Trevor Dolby. Just... I mean, it's falling apart. Like, I've got, like, like a few bits intact and loads of loose pages that I kind of try and, like, match up every day. So I need to get a proper one. But, um, yeah, it's just really kind of short thoughts for the day. Like, that'll be a verse and kind of just Amy's thoughts on it. Um, sometimes there's, like, a theme. But it's just, like... I enjoy it as an accompaniment to my daily reading just to kind of have her thoughts and like yeah think about a different verse each day and she kind of brings out things that I wouldn't necessarily have like thought of before um, and applies it really well so I've been yeah enjoying doing that every day my recommendation is a pie but this is not just any pie this is the mother of all pies one of the reasons Susanna and I did not record a a chinwag last Tuesday is because we spent three hours in the kitchen making this pie and a dessert. Uh, I found it in a YouTube video. It's based off a pie from Game of Thrones and Game of Thrones is not something I want to recommend. <laughs> That's not it's the a very, a very unwholesome <laughs> show. Really would steer clear of that. But this pie inspired by Game of Thrones, uh, officially in the video it's based on, it's a pigeon, wild boar and rabbit pie. But And you can get all of those things actually from the lark called butchers so i'm told but Susanna and i we didn't well you didn't want I to didn't do want. i was quite keen to try those things but um you, you you weren't keen so we did a chicken pork and steak pie so the premise is it was proper pie pastry then there was a layer of steak then there's a layer of bacon then there's a layer of pork then there's a layer of bacon then there's a layer of chicken then there's a layer of bacon followed by another layer of steak and it was the most beautiful thing i've ever eaten in my life was despite it? well most the experience you've ever eaten in your okay, life. Maybe not the most beautiful. The experience was an experience I'll never forget. It, it's, really? It's, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the description I used for you guys last week was, it was like I died, begun ascending the elevator to heaven, and then when the food coma started to hit, it's like I'd fallen off and ended up in hell. It, 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 oh, sorry, just fell off. Um, I've but only that, a, it was a good experience. It was though. a good experience overall, but it did nearly kill me. You did look really awful. Yeah, I... I had too much essentially it's we had, you ate too much I had too much pie like it was completely yeah. self-inflicted too much of a good thing yeah because yeah. then <laughs> the three days after so we had half a pie left that would be a good me. analogy there you go you've got that for a kid's talk oh yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely but um, when I had more manageable and reasonable side mm. pieces mm. the day after oh it, it was it was lovely it was, it was it's quite dense that, yep that's a very like, good I did enjoy it but I guess I'm not as much of a meaty person as you so mm. Mm. It was nice, like it was cooked well. Yeah, it, pastry was nice. Yeah, you did an absolutely cracking job on the I pastry. I even a little flour on the top. 
Yeah, so we did. Call me Paul Hollywood. <laughs> um, yeah, Chloe seemed to like it. He did, yes. We got some very good reactions from various people we sent photos to. So yeah, if you're if you're someone who's looking for a pie as a challenge, then we'd recommend this <laughs> pie. Yeah, and it even it came out of the dish whole, which we weren't we were doubtful about, but <laughs> Ross Evans in a Ross Evans way was like, Nope, children, we can do this and he got it out because he can yeah. do anything because he's <laughs> Ross Evans. So oh, that's amazing. So I'm, I'm just reminiscing <laughs> about the, I'm just thinking about the pie. It was an experience I'll never forget. Did you say it was the best thing that you've ever made? Do you know, quite... Po- you did say that, I think, at one point. Probably the most marvellous creation I've ever made in the okay. kitchen before. Probably not the best... I think the best thing I've ever made was a uh, short rib stew. That, that's quite... I quite like that dish. But this pie, in terms of just sheer outrageousness and ambition... <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it's pulled it off, to be honest. It no, I can't. I was expecting it to go terribly. <laughs> cool. We... This is, might be an emotional moment. We're at the end of what episode 32. I get a bit emotional, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I think, you know... We, we... I think it hasn't really hit me what's going on because I'm just coming a bit dead at this point. Mm, you do look. <laughs> I say you look pretty terrible, but that's probably not what you want. Haggard. Haggard, yes, <laughs> there you go. Thank you for saving my bacon. Um, <laughs> okay, we've done 32 of these things now. I never thought we'd get to this number. But here no, we are. Neither. End of an era. I expected us to get cancelled at some point, but <laughs> here we are, here we are. So I guess we should say thank you, everyone, for listening. Mm. Thank you to everyone who's said they listen or who has encouraged us with um, little comments or has even sent follow-up thoughts to us. Uh, It's Mm. always been nice to see those. And And to all the guests. Yes, thank you to you guys for contributing your ideas. It was cool to get to know... That was a way I guess I got to know people a bit better, Mm. is to get to sort of tap them on chinwags. That was really cool for me. Both of us were talking earlier, and our, our favourite episode to record was Paul and Edry, episode <laughs> 20, I'm pretty yeah. sure. If you've not listened to that one, would recommend uh, giving it a listen. I think I've listened to it about three times Have now. You? It still makes it <laughs> So yeah, with that, it is one final goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Mm-hmm.